Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of NFL Only Better. It is the 28th of December, the New Year's rolling on. Christmas has been a gone and I know, I know you what you all want to know. Is John Baff better? Well, I'll let him answer that. John Baff, are you a little bit better? I've sort of traded one illness for another here, and so I'm uh, I'm keeping it. I'm keeping up. I just want to I want to collect the whole thing. It's a bit of, just a bit of a head cold, nothing too bad, but I'll I'll survive. But thank okay. you for your concern about my health care. Below it me on, we the, all on are. the call, Mike Carlson, you have now caught John Balf's head cold through <laughs> the power of Zoom. Now, yeah, my, no, but but mine's a chest cold, which is more manly. John, <laughs> head cold, cold. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's you'll you'll hear occasionally the 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 sound of the throat sweet that is <laughs> trying to make my voice back back to normal. Personally, um, I think but, I think Mike sounds a bit better. It's like that, that, that episode of Friends it, where, where Phoebe became a better singer when she uh, when she got a cold. So I yeah, think Mike, this could be a new like a, me, a new new thing me, for you. Phoebe, me, Phoebe, and Tom Waits. Um, <laughs> I, yeah. said you I love your Christmas sweater, by the way, John. Oh, oh we thank you. Great. I have, I have a full collection of these things. I wouldn't even qualify this as a Christmas sweater. This is one of the more mundane ones. Um, yeah, I said before you come on, Mike, you sound a bit like what I would assume Bruce Wayne sounds like. So that's quite nice. I like to hear yeah. that in my ears. At, at Stately Carlson Manor. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, John. The twat cave. Great, the down great, to the twat cave. <laughs> great jumper. I watched the Banshees of Inish Air last ah, night. Good yeah. jumpers in that too. Is that so? so? Yeah. Well, jumpers are on point in the film. Um, uh, but we're here to talk about NFL, not John's fashion sense. Oh, this is the NFL podcast, not the Jumper podcast. (laughs) Yeah, I thought it was a movie review. Jumper's only better coming soon. Have have you seen The Quiet Girl yet? Um, I have not seen The Quiet Girl yet, no, but we will tune into that. Um, I'll tell you who's not quiet is what's happening over at Denver. Ooh, nice nice segue. That's why you get the big bucks, Karen. (laughs) That is it. Um... Mr. Nathaniel Hackett has got the sack. He becomes uh, only a handful, I think it's five now, of um, NFL coaches uh, to not last their first season. And, well, back-to-back yeah. consecutive seasons, although last season there was mitigating factors for what happened over at the yeah. Raiders. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because Urban Meyer was Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer. He Urban Meyered it. <laughs> Yeah, um, it's that that statistic was one of those great ones from the NFL where it says, you know, the only five coaches in NFL history have ever been fired before completing their first year. And then you look at the small print and it says six since 1970, as if the <laughs> NFL hadn't existed for 50 years before yeah. that. Um, yeah, he's out. Look, it's it's not a massive surprise. Again, Denver stunk up the place. Um, some some shots of, you know, um, backup quarterbacks rowing with, with, with defensive players. Russell Wilson doing some sort of weird thing where he was like, you know, putting the ball to his face and chatting to his teammates as if, you know, don't do it in front of the cameras. And obviously <laughs> so, shots of his wide receiver with his arms out waving at him while Russell yeah. frantically scream, looks downfield to throw one of his Seattle bombs. Yeah. Um, I, I thought that that was actually Russell was yelling at the ball. <laughs> he, he was saying like, that's ball, the only, the only ball, thing why don't, play, yeah, why don't you do what I want you to do, ball? <laughs> Are you too good for your home? Yeah. <laughs> um, I suppose this is sort of the inevitable. This was coming, wasn't it? It's hard to well, say. Someone that has to go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There has to be something, and, and they're they're so they're pop committed uh, to borrow a poker term into Russell Wilson, obviously, and they will be yeah. for the next five or six years. There's nothing they can do to change Russell Wilson's contract. No. So you know, some heads have to roll somewhere, and it's fallen upon the coach who, let's be honest, had underperformed. It just didn't seem to have. Uh, he certainly didn't bring the 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 Green Bay offense with him to um to Denver, like was was prophesized or prophesied, I should say. 
Um, and I, I think that was kind of the idea. I remember we spoke about it earlier in the year. There was a lot of speculation, and I think it's it's probably quite accurate that they from, they wanted to yeah. get Hackett in and they wanted to get um, Aaron Rodgers in and just sort of go from there and, and and you know upgrade the offense in that regard. Now it's it's clearly not worked from them, and Hackett's paid the price. But listen, a lot of this a lot of this has to come down to uh, onto Russell Wilson's shoulders because he has been, you know, he is. I mean, if, if Zach Wilson didn't exist, we'd be talking about Russell Wilson as the worst quarterback in the league this year. And I think that's... Well, at least the worst Wilson. Yeah, that's that's a good point, actually. Neither of them have been have performed terribly well. Um, yeah, I mean, but, yeah. Nathaniel Hackett looked like he was over his head. I thought John would be, you know, ecstatic. As you saw, you know, Russell, Russell couldn't cook, but Baker could bake in that game. Mm. Um, and, you know, you, you basically saw... And I know what's going to happen because Baker's been a coach killer all through his career. Um, you know, McVeigh will either <laughs> will either run out. Pe- people will figure out what he's doing with, with with Baker, or he'll leave, and the next coach will come in and not be able to kind of you know talk in his ear and, and get him to you know where the throw is going to go and that kind of stuff. And and it'll be another coach down the drain. Pan Denver, like we've seen it before, like new coaches come in. Uh, Russell Wilson has a Super Bowl ring. Many qu- great quarterbacks don't have a Super Bowl ring. He's been to the Super Bowl uh, twice, won one, lost one. Um, he's still a relatively young man. Um, you, we, we've spoken about little things that may have gone, you know, injuries. He may not have the the cannon of an arm that he had before at Seattle. But, but I mean, you've got a 45-year-old man heading for the playoffs. It's not <laughs> over for Russell Wilson, is it? I mean, backwards. Get... yeah, wa- a forty-five-year-old man walking backwards into the playoffs. Yeah, well, he's still yeah. walking into it, but he is walking into it. Yeah. Let's be honest. Um, and they'll have a home game as well. <laughs> That's how the NFL works. Yeah. Well, um, the the Russell Wilson thing in his he's not the Russell Wilson of a few years ago, and I think you're right. I think injuries played a big part of that. He doesn't seem to have the mobility that he had. Um, he doesn't seem to be see, seeing things. Uh, the KJ you know, Hamler pass he missed into the end zone yeah. like, early into the season. Mm, it's like a week yeah. in, week out, week out kind of thing. It's as if he and the offense are on, on separate pages. And But, you know, on the positive side, it looked like he was moving into the Seattle situation. They had a, Denver has a really strong defense. In fact, they have a young defensive coordinator, Evgiro, who um, I think, should be a legitimate candidate for the head coaching job. Big receivers, good receiver, big guys, big targets. They had a good running game. It was, and sorry, and a dicing, a dicey offensive line, which was exactly the situation for him every single year that he was in Seattle. Okay. It's not a bad fit, but he's just not the Russell that he's been. And the next coach who comes in is either going to have to figure out a way to design an offense that he will run and can run or, you know, is going to be trapped. But I don't think they're in as bad a situation as some teams who have pot committed on, on quarterbacks, like say Arizona, because they have much less rebuilding in other positions that they they'll need to do. We, we said we'd speak very briefly on some teams that have, I guess they, out, maybe they outperformed at the start of the season, but certainly raised eyebrows. The two teams in New York, maybe Miami come into that as well. The Tennessee Titans, but obviously they were the top seed last year and now, but John, these teams are now hitting funks. Uh, Titans have lost five in a row. Miami have lost three in a row. I think four. And are now four, four in a row. Thanks yeah. Mike. Miami have lost four in a row. Um, the Giants are starting to lose games quite considerably, and Jets are losing games left, right, and center as well. And these were teams that six weeks ago they were all pretty safely in the 
playoffs. I mean, Miami have work to do to get in the playoffs now. Um, Giants have work to do. Titans might have a little bit of work to do as well. Probably will, but five in a row. You're not coming in very strong, are you? No, I I think what you're seeing really is some teams sort of regressing back towards the mean in a sense that they were, this is kind of who they were and they were overperforming in certain times, particularly like, the Jets earlier in the season, even when they were starting. I, I think we've all kind of come to the conclusion by now, uh, by the way, that Zach Wilson is not a starting caliber quarterback in, in the in the National Football League. I think that's fairly obvious to, to say. And it might even be like he's the one of the biggest draft busts because he was the second pick in the in the Trevor Lawrence year. He was one of the he's the one of the biggest draft busts going back five, ten years now, I'd say. This is what it's kind of looking like. Um but yeah, I think my point being that this is kind of who these teams are. And if you're a Jets, you know, if you're a Jets fan, I think you can take some solace from the fact that the team looks considerably better when they have Mike White in there. And Mike White wouldn't be somebody that would be, he might be, he could potentially be like a lower rung starter next year, depending on who's looking for a quarterback or something like this. I, I expect the Jets will try and find somebody to put in there behind the under center that isn't either of those guys. And um, as for the Giants, yeah, this is again. It's I think this is just who they are. The Titans one is is more surprising to me because they started so well and obviously they came into the season with expectations and caliber from last year as being the top uh, the top seed in the in the AFC. So it is kind of surprising to them. But we've spoken about the Titans. Like it, it's if if I can figure out how to stop the Titans offense, so can the better <laughs> the better minds in the NFL. You know, it's 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 written on paper. It's just difficult to do. It stopping Derrick Henry is obviously the way to do it, but it's easier said than done. But if you can figure it out, if you can stack the box against him, if you can if you can isolate where you want him to run, you have a better chance of doing it than than other times. So all of these things are kind of written down, or they're written in the stars. You can see it happening, and now it's just kind of coming to fruition. I think. And uh, yeah, yeah with the Dolphins, I guess the other team you mentioned, Kieran, just to to uh, to finish it off. Yeah, like I, I think we, you, you and I, maybe me. I think I think to an extent, you, Kieran, as well. We were we were a little bit higher on Tua earlier in the season than perhaps we are now. And he has had some injury issues and obviously some concussion issues and stuff lately. I'm not saying Kieran, you were like a massive MVP fan. That's kind of Mike's line about it. He's got, but, he's got the tickets. He's yeah, got think, the tickets. He but he's, 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 the been, he's a good quarterback. I think the idea from what I've gathered and I've, I've read, you know, kind of Dolphins uh, fans online assessing it, he's pretty Miami good. Miami Dolphin ha- fans are Dolphin fans. No, just <laughs> Dolphins, just oh, the yeah, But I've read that he's... Um, I, and it, it kind of it rings true as well when you watch the games. It's that he's pretty good at passing in the middle, but if you want him to pass out to the sidelines or at, outside the numbers, he, you know you're put, taking your life in your hands out there. So he's not a complete quarterback. He's good at what he, he's good at what he's good at, and he's bad at what he's bad at. So I think yeah, all of those teams have a lot of work to do if they want to really establish themselves as, as proper contenders in the in their conferences. Mike, I'll bring you in now, but I just want to say a couple one one bit of things with the Titans. It should be noted that Ryan Tannehill seems seems now he was integral. I've been saying for years he's integral to the Titans because he's actually a good QB. You can see that without him, they're they're a shambles yeah. really, and the, the yeah. likelihood is tight. He's definitely out for the rest of the regular season. Yeah. and wink wink nudge nudge. He's highly likely to be out for the season. Let's be honest. Yeah, um, um, who was got. Better injuries team. as well, you know. Yeah, two they, is concussion. Two is concussed, probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's. I think John's closer to the the truth. There is he's a limited quarterback in a lot of ways. And what surprises me most in Miami is that, um, especially last week, you saw it that they don't run more because it's Mike McDaniel's um, 
Shanahan offense is basically a run first play action offense. And, and you've got to run. They only ran 17 times, I think, in that game. And and not unsuccessfully. It wasn't that they were being stuffed. It's just that they gave up on it. And and I couldn't, I just couldn't figure that one out. With Tennessee, Tannehill's underrated in the sense that they're another play action team. And he does that very well. He, you know, he's fearless in the pocket. He runs when he has to. He's relatively accurate as a thrower. Um, he's kind of what people <laughs> would like like to it to be um, in, in Miami. But if I were Tennessee this week playing Dallas, which we'll talk about in a second, I, I'd just take Malik Willis and say, forget developing him as a quarterback for next year. Let him run the ball. You know, let's play. Let's play single wing football. Um, you're you're um, you're going to be our Lamar Jackson for two games, you know, and, and see where see where that gets you. And, you know, and then run you can run Henry as well um, from that and, and and pressure Dallas that way. Control the game, control the clock. Um, I think the Giants are not not for real in the sense of being playoff contenders, but they've been very well coached. And stay in games against better teams yeah. and, and give themselves chances to win. They're eight, six, and one, and they're probably going to win. I, I would take them to win against Indianapolis at home this week. So that's nine, six, and one going into the playoffs. Um, and, and, you know, I don't know what happens in the last week because it depends on the other results, whether you, whether you rest your players or not. But, you know, no one, no one could have possibly expected that from the Giants. You know, you could look at the Jets and say, well, they've got a decent defense. They might, you know, they might be able to play up to 500. The Dolphins, everybody was saying, oh, look, you know, they brought in, they brought in Tyreek Hill. They, you know, they got at these running backs. They'll, they'll be, they'll be better. Um, but I, I think Dayball, the coach of the year kind of thing is gone, has, has expired on him. You know, because there are everyone's now going to be looking at Nick Sirianni or or whatever. You know, um, the most successful coach, but Dave Ball's probably done more with less than anybody in the league. Um, and you know, I think he deserves some some credit. You, you might say Steve Wilkes, <laughs> if he can get Carolina into the playoffs, would would probably deserve some of that love. But um, you know, I love the kind of mentality that you know the the uh, Lions started off one in seven this year and that then they went seven or one and six mm -hmm. and then they went six and one in the next seven games and everybody started talking about dan campbell as coach of the year <laughs> and you know if you're going to go eight and eight by only winning one game in each half of the season you, you better do it in the second half of the season because if you do it in the first half if you win seven in the first half and only win one in the second half then you're you're losing your yeah. job well, do you remember just on that point, Mike? Do you remember the Dolphins last year? Is kind of a mirror image of that. They started off yeah. terribly, and then they they went down the went they went brilliantly down the line. And every well, not everybody, but there was whispers at least of of Flores. Now, maybe not being coach of the year, but being like a significant, you know, a great coach. And maybe he is. Maybe yeah. he's not. That's not for me to say at the moment. But he lost his job even after that great winning streak towards the end of the year. Yeah, I think the manager, you know, because I mean, the 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 feeling is that he lost the job basically because he feuded with management, yeah, um, including true. the GM. But I think that that was probably intensified by that start. You know, they had they they had basically put themselves in the mentality that this guy's an awful coach. And then when they turned things around, they were so deep in that pit, they couldn't climb out of that, you know, and Flores was going to take the blame. Um, just on your coach of the year, because you do love it, Mike, uh, Nick Sirianni's four to seven. So he's odds on to win. it. Yeah. Um, looking around, Kyle Shanahan's 13 to five. I'm looking for guys in the, it's it's badly done on the website. Sorry, Bedford, who I work for. <laughs> Doug, 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 Doug Peterson is 17 to two. 
who I would have. I, I, I can kind of see I that. Can, to be honest, I yeah. can see that a little yeah. bit with, uh, with yeah. the Jags. Like he's and the Jags, I think the Jags make the play. I think the Jags beat mm-hmm. Tennessee next week and make the playoffs. That'd kind of be yeah. the equivalent of um, when Stefanski won um, Coach of the Year. It was just like an awful franchise. Oh, they're in the playoffs. Give him Coach of the Year. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Jags have a seventy-six percent chance of making the playoffs. Seventy-four percent chance of winning the division, actually. So there you Kieran, go. Can you look at the MVP odds while you're in, while you're there? Um, I can indeed, but I think is it, it still the same? Is pretty much the same as when we spoke about the. I've got a new candidate there that I want to Patrick start. Patrick Mahomes pushing. is the two to nine favorite. Joe Burrow's thirteen to two. You can have what you like on the rest, really. Mm. Really, I, just the one thing I'm curious: so I, how far how far down do you have to go to get a non QB, or is there even one? Who there? should which should be Justin Jefferson? Who's Justin my Jefferson is on it, but he's a hundred to one, Mike. Hundred to one. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'd say that's a great bet. Except we all know that he's not going to get the MVP because the MVP has to be not a great bet. So there you go. <laughs> um, to the games, and we literally just spoke about one of the teams that is taking place in Thursday Night Football, which is a good one, Dallas Cowboys, who were my best bet last week and won, just to be clear. <laughs> uh, Tennessee Titans, 2-9 to nine about the Dallas Cowboys, 7-2 uh, to two about the Tennessee Titans, 10.5 spread, 40.5 is the over-under. Let's talk about these teams. You know, but I do want to mention one thing again about Dallas. We all remember we had a right laugh last year about their billion two billion dollar stadium that the sun shone in and basically <laughs> cost them in the playoffs and i don't know if you watched their game again last weekend against the philadelphia eagles but michael gallup basically dropped a ball because the sun shone right in his yeah. eyes i've yeah. not bought any curtains in this goddamn stadium <laughs> they should at least give the players sunglasses you know he could be like in baseball you know where the center fielder goes under the ball and then flips the yeah. flips the sunglasses down and make it makes the catch it would be very it would look very cool but yeah i mean that's the jerry world isn't it bigger how you not fix this how you not fix bigger this is always better well you know jerry can't control the sun He's he can, admitted that. Literally can. Yeah. <laughs> he can. He's very rich. Do you know how rich he is, Mike? He can control the sun. He can control yeah. what happens in a stadium. If the he NFL, can... like the NFL are going to put them on a time when the sun is going down, you know, low sun, they're, they're just going to do it. Like, cause it's just going to be hilarious. Um, look in this game, guys, uh, we say it a lot. Double figure spreads are dangerous. There are, there are more this weekend. Um, the other one is 13.5 and it's Denver and Kansas, although with the way Denver are playing, but the Titans are, are are still a good side and still have people like Derrick Henry, etc. And they're at home, ten and a half points. I know, I know, Mike. It's America's team, and everyone loves them. But would you be taking ten and a half? Imagine you in America. Yeah, America <laughs> everyone, everyone loves everyone loves them. That you everyone in America wants the Cowboys yeah. to win the Super Bowl. Uh, like get on, yeah. get on that train. Um, I, I, if I were forced to take one one of the one of the two, I'd take Dallas giving ten and a half rather than Tennessee with ten and a half. Although the Titans are good at at keeping games close, um, they you know. But I mean, last week they lost to Houston by by five um, in a game where where nobody nobody scored. But that's Houston's offense. Dallas is going to be able to score, and I think they're probably going to be too much for for Tennessee's defense because Tennessee's defense is probably going to be on the field a lot of the time. Um, you can expect Malik Willis to make to make some mistakes. Um, and uh, like I said, if I were them, I would run Malik Willis and and just try to eschew the passing game as much as as much as possible. Uh, but I doubt I doubt they'll actually do that. So yeah, I'd probably go to Dallas on this. I'll probably leave the game alone uh, yeah. at ten and a half. But well, one thing to note is it's the over under John is forty point five, and Dallas scored forty against the Eagles. 
Yeah, that's an interesting. So, I'd like the the over looks like an interesting one to me as well on this one. But I, I think yeah, just I won't. Mike kind of covered all the bases there. I won't go too deep into this one. But I just think asking Malik Willis to to correct the slump uh, at this point of his career against a team like the Cowboys, even the fact that they're at home, it, it's quite a big ask. And as well as that, it's I wouldn't say it's a meaningless game for Tennessee, but they can they can lose this game and then still uh, they can still take the division if they beat Jacksonville. Uh, right. in, I think I think week eighteen. So this isn't it, it's not do or die for them. And I think when you're not do or die and you're on a slump. You know, I think the writing's on the wall a little bit. Yeah, Mike, do you think that played into the Eagles' thinking at the weekend, in that, or were they all out to beat Dallas? No, I think they were all out to beat Dallas. I mean, when you look at the game, Minshew played a pretty good game. Yeah, he threw two interceptions, both of which were basically completions where the defensive back, you know, took the ball out of his receiver's hands. Um, they fumbled the ball twice, which were you know bad fumbles. But you know, ab- absent that. Um, they were they were in the game right to the end. They you know they they really had shots uh, shots to win it. So you know I, I'll be interested to see what they. I would not rush Jalen Hurts back. That's one thing for sure. And I'm sure they're thinking they can beat New Orleans at home even with Minshew at quarterback. You know yeah. I, I don't think it's an exaggeration to suggest he's probably the best backup quarterback in the league. Now we're talking. Absolutely, he is. What about um, Jimmy G? He's a backup quarterback. Now he is, yeah. <laughs> but nominally, he's still the starter. Yeah, um, you know, this, this is one of those things. If you put Brock Purdy on any of the thirty-one other teams in the NFL, he would not be playing as well as he is right now. Um, it's kind of like Baker in um, in LA, uh, but but he he shows the kind of savvy uh, they, that you wouldn't expect from a low drafted rookie rookie quarterback. But you know, but you, to say he would be like the best backup or second best backup, whatever you know, he and Bailey Zappi maybe. <laughs> um, well, I mean, just show. I read a piece recently about how important backup QBs are, maybe more so than they were ten years ago. It's kind of thing, you know, it's backup quarterback used to be the best job in NFL. You know, you just sit on the bench, spin the ball around. Um, but now a little clip, little clipboard in your hand, yeah, hat, turned, hat turned, baseball cap turned backwards. Pick up Tom Brady's tablet off the ground, smashed all that sort of stuff. Yeah, absolutely no idea what uh, what part of the game you're in. I don't know. I think we're in the third quarter. Uh, <laughs> here, here, here's one for you. Guess how many different players have started a quarterback in the NFL this year? Oh. Um, okay, um, forty over 59, fifty nine. You're kidding! 59. Wow. Yeah, almost almost two per team. Almost two per team. Um, New Year's Day, uh, we've got a host of games on at 6.01, a couple on at 5 past 9, 9.25. Now, I'm going to lift the veil of the show for you, dear listener, because usually what we do is we have a little text between us and the guys pick the games. With it being Christmas and everyone being ill and moving the time that we recorded, no one actually told me what their games were this weekend. So That's okay. <laughs> so uh, we're going to wing this. But, Mike, I assume you would want to talk about uh, Miami Dolphins taking on the New England Patriots. Now being led by one of the dirt, dirtiest players in the game, if you're to believe Twitter, with the compilation of Mac, Mac Jones, Jones. Being, be, being a <laughs> dirty, dirty boy. Cheap shot Mac. Cheap shot <laughs> Mac. I mean, some of them do look bad. Especially that one at the last weekend where he just literally took the guy by the knees. Well, bad. It, we used to call that a cross-body block. <laughs> and it was, per- <laughs> it was perfect. It was, yeah. it was perfectly legal. Um up until a few a few years ago, but yeah, I mean, given the situation where you know, what he's doing is trying to keep the the um, the opponent from 
catching up to his teammate who's chasing the guy who has the ball. Um, it, it was kind of unnecessary roughness. Um, Miami are dogs in this game, which leads me to think that Tua uh, is probably not going to start because can't, I can't, can't play. I, I, I can't see how they'd be dogs otherwise. He New England play. have thrown New England have thrown away two games in a row um, against bad teams. The, you know, well, I'm sorry, Cincinnati's not a bad team, but in situations where they should have won, um, won the game, and you know, uh, I think the 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 getting getting two and a half puts me off a little bit, but I I still I still think New England's defense can probably hold. They did in the first game and they lost anyway. Um, but that was largely on a kick return touchdown um, and their own failures in the red zone. So I'd look under 42 on this, um, despite Miami's offensive expl- explosiveness. Um, yeah. And, and you know, I, oh, I'd take Miami with three. Um, yeah, I, for what it's worth, uh, John, I, 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 I can't like. I think, I think Tua, I think Miami are now under pressure from the NFL and from everyone around them to not play Tua, um, maybe for the rest of the year, but certainly not this weekend. Yeah, I mean, in an isolated incident, you can kind of understand the team's desire to to get him back out there. If it was just like if he took a knock and he looked bad, but it's 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 a recurring thing now. It's it's, it's happened a few times. So highly, not- highly hyped player in the league. Yeah, he is. I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and Teddy, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater is not bad. Um, you know, they he can probably run that offense. Really, oh, I'm sure, really I'm well. sure he can. I'm, I'm sure yeah. he can. And the, the the thing I will say that just makes me, I would I would have the Patriots to win this at home, personally okay. speaking. But I think that the uh, it's well, obviously they they share a division together. Obviously, the uh, Miami just have this knack of beating New England, so. Uh, I think this is this could I, this could go either way. To be honest, this isn't one of the ones that I will be super confident. Hit me up, hit, hit me up with one of your ones, then, John. Anything you got for the six o'clock games? What, what well, the game like? of the week, obviously, everybody knows is the is the Cardinals at the Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> is it if you're a big bird fan? <laughs> yeah, I love the bird games. No, no. Uh, What's um for for the for the the Saturday or the the Sunday games? Do you mean, Karen? Yeah, 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 yeah. You got Panthers, Bucks, Browns, Commanders, Saints, Eagles, Cardinals, or Falcons. Jaguars. Okay, here's here's one for you. It's not necessarily we're not. It's not high stakes, but I just enjoy watching both of these teams. I think um, Chicago at Detroit just could be entertainment, and uh, and it's you always look at when you scan through the um the the, the betting figures. The over at least yesterday, even the over under was fifty two point five, and I assume it's probably roughly yeah. around the same. Um, uh, I think games like that are always always interesting to see. I really enjoy both of these teams' offenses, and probably more so the Lions. The, the, the Bears' offense, I'm pretty much just talking about Justin Fields because he's kind of a, I think he's a joy to watch. And he's, uh, you know, the Bears are a team that are, I think they're excellently positioned to be good next year because what's let them down this year is the defense. And traditionally, Chicago have had an outstanding defense. So if they can sort that out in the offseason uh, and get some some you know build the offense around Justin Fields capabilities as they have done like they made that correction mid-season I think and the, the offense has flourished to a degree they, they just they're certainly well, yeah. way better than they were at the start of the season it's flourished in the sense that it looks like they know what they can do now once they put some effort into it um so I think all of that is reflected in the in the in the very very large over under this year or this week of, of 52.5 now 
after that massive build-up, I think it's going to go under, <laughs> particularly nice. in this one. Nice. Yeah. What, but yeah how they, many points did these two teams score combined last week? Uh, well, Lions had a bad day, yeah. 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 30, 36, 36. Yeah. So, I mean, Bu- that, Buffalo that, held Chicago to 13. But neither then, neither of these teams has what, what anybody would defense, call it. Yeah. Good defense. A defense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. I mean, the one thing you left out of Chicago for next year is they need to teach Fields how to pass. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, a, it's a, it's a, it's you a know, crucial though. Anymore? It's a, com- well, it's a component of the game. <laughs> in, in 2022, do you, do quarterbacks need to be able to pass the ball? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like Dan Campbell after the game where he, um, after the Panthers, he shook hands and he was to the coach caught on hot mics saying, hell of an ass kicking you gave us there, mate. <laughs> Dominate us from start to finish. That's fantastic. But yeah, do you guys, do you guys share that? Like, is this a, I think this is just a sneaky good game on the on the schedule this year. Yeah, this yeah. yeah, it's a good game. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I think I take now. Detroit. I think I take Detroit giving five and a half in, in this one. Um, I trust in that. But what you said about Dan Campbell, Coach Bluto, as I call um, Carolina, Carolina gave them an ass kicking, and they're gonna go into Tampa with pretty much the same game plan, which is to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, inside zone, inside zone. Um, and they're getting three points in Tampa. And I'm not sure Tom Brady can win a game by more than three points this season. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, so I'm, I'm actually very, I'm interested in that one. Carolina's 13 to 10 straight up, which is also kind of interesting. If you want a sort of outside shot. Carolina, your outside shot of the weekend. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, like a bad penny or a turkey and stuffing fart. The Green Bay Packers are just coming back around with that smell. And I know we've got a lot of Packers fans that listen and they'll be happy. Now, I will tell of you course. this, right, because they are a very popular team. Uh, the Green Bay Packers are 15 to 8 now to make the playoffs. So they're below 2 to 1. So the, the, the light has come in through the tunnel. Um, and probably one of the games of the weekend, take away the Bills game, which is obviously late game, obviously one of the ones where you could stay up and watch and not have to like like sleepwalk through work the next day, is the 926 contest where Minnesota Vikings head to the Green Bay Packers, which is a huge game no matter what. Uh, eight to five about the Minnesota Vikings. The Green Bay Packers are one to two. That's right, the Packers fabs for this one. It's uh, three points is the spread, of which the Packers are four to five as well. So they're, they're odds on with the spread. You can get evens, but the Minnesota Vikings and 48.5 is the over-under. Mike, I don't know anything about this except that the Green Bay Packers will go into a large lead that Minnesota Vikings will then come back and draw late on. And the Minnesota Vikings will kick a winning field goal in overtime. Yeah, I mean, but how do you o- see it happening? 11 one score, one score wins, which is why that three points they're getting is a pretty good deal at even money. Um, I, I, two things are going on here. One is this kind of feeling that the Vikings aren't for real. That you know, as an eleven and three team, they're very they're very unconvincing. And if you look at the statistics overall, it's that pr- turns out to be true. Um, you know, in terms of whether how much they've been, how many points they've scored and given up and stuff, they have no business being eleven and three. They've just been on a incredibly lucky run. I think, um, are they not twelve and three or is it twelve and three? Sorry, twelve yeah. and three. Yeah, twelve yeah. and three. Yeah. Um, Hackers and, are seven and eight. So and and the other thing is that the Packers have Aaron Rodgers and everybody like with Tom Brady, everybody still assumes that at some point someone's going to turn the switch on and Aaron Rodgers is going to be yeah. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers of old. Uh, um, 
Did and that so happen at Miami at the weekend, or was it just Tua got concussed and Miami? Just I think score? I think that was more of a, a case of of Miami making a lot of mistakes in the second half and giving that you know, and again not running the ball. You're giving the ball back to Green Bay. You know, you should be using the clock, even though it wasn't a huge lead. You should be using the clock because your running game was effective, and and Green Bay didn't show any signs of being being able to stop it. And once Tua was having problems, it, it would be you know it behoove you to kind of burn the clock a bit, run the ball, that that kind of stuff, and and take try to take Green Bay's offense um, out of the game. Minnesota, I don't know if they can do if they can do that. Um, and being at home is a big advantage for for Green Bay. It kind of is probably worth the three points in in the spread. So this becomes, you know, if you look at it that way, it's basically a pick em, pick em game. Um, I think this is the kind of game where the Vikings might take their eye off the prize a little bit because because the prize is already there. He's going for uh, Green Bay, people. No, I'm not. I'm not going for, going for Green Bay. Bay. I'm not really going for Green Bay. I still like Minnesota plus three. Um, at even at even money yeah that's what i think as well i've kind of i i agree with pretty much everything mike said there this this they don't resemble a 12 and 3 team kind of like i I think i've made the point already it's kind of they kind of remind me of the steelers of a couple of years ago when the steelers started like 11 and 0 or 12 and 0 or whatever it was and were like not just definitively not a good team and that was you know that came clear in the playoffs but with the with minnesota this year i think i just have to learn my lesson and start backing them because they just seem to they just they like you have to give them some credit to some degree as well that they know how to how to kill off a game or they know how to come they just have some knack to stay in games and then and then you know get the noses over the line ahead of the other team and you know what obviously and this is this might sound a bit twee but the, the most difficult thing to do in this league is to win games and they're they're just really good at it so uh, I'm, I'm staying with them and I think Vikings plus three is is a decent bet on this. Okay. No, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Um, the uh, other game that I, I want to concentrate on, we'll go back to Steelers at Ravens, but uh, the uh, the Buffalo Bills take on the Cincinnati Bengals in, in probably the game of the weekend, let's be honest. Yeah. It's 10 to 11 about the Buffalo Bills. Cincinnati Bengals are 19 to 20. Uh, the spread is 1.5. I'd be interested to see exactly what that is at kickoff, but at the moment, the Bengals at home are getting a point and a half. 49.5 is the over-under. Um, John, we mentioned last week that the Bengals are, you know, kind of coming into form. Mm-hmm. Um, the the form, sort of form that got them to the Super Bowl, etc. Um, oh, Bills! I mean, the Bills just look so good. The favorites for the Super Bowl. Uh, their current record is twelve and three. You know that this is going to be tough, isn't it? It's going to be tough for both teams, really. You know, the Bills have won seven straight. The Bengals have won six straight. These are, you know, two. You're of saying the most... they prefer probably not to play each other in the penultimate week of the season. <laughs> uh, potentially, like yeah. both, both of the, there is, you know, these teams are locks for the for the playoffs. You'd, you'd have to imagine that. Well, I mean, the Bills are no, they are. Yeah, they're both in. They're both yeah, yeah. They're so they're, they're done. But there's yeah. still there's it's it's not that it, it's not a meaningless game either because obviously if the Bills win it increases the chances of the top seed and if the Bengals win you know they, they want to they're still looking to win their division yeah they're still yeah. looking to win the AFC North and they, they're obviously playing for for a, a higher seed in, in the playoffs as well so it is a, it is an important game and as well as that it's you know maybe people don't know this but it's the first ever meeting of Josh Allen and Joe Burrow in the NFL so I think that's going to be oh, an interesting wrinkle as well so yeah two two just really entertaining teams in in this one and but i think you know looking at the game i'd you know i i think the bills are the better team and the bills can go deeper into the postseason and the bills can you know they're everybody's pick really 
for, for the Super Bowl and they have been on this show at least since our preseason uh, or our preview uh, way back when in, in August so uh, you know you have to stick with that but I do think there's a lot of a lot of value in, in looking at the Bengals at home in this particular one but having said all of that I think I know I, yeah, I think the Bengals could win this one to be quite honest with you but in the idea of being optimistic and anticipating a good game I think I'd probably go for the over 49.5 in this one and just sort of hedge my bets and hope that it's a it's it's a points fest just because personally i'm not i don't really care who wins but i would just like to see an entertaining high scoring game and i think there is that a good chance of that happening in, in this game perhaps more so than in most other games on the slate this week have you checked the weather report oh that's a great time. i haven't but nflweather.com that's that's your resource guys at least on advertised on our websites <laughs> Um, I, I agree with, with pretty much everything that, that John said. The one thing I'd point out is that Buffalo, they're doing it with their defense right now. And Josh Allen, to me, seemed, with the snow coming and all, Josh Allen seems to have reverted to the University of Wyoming Josh Allen. Um, he's throwing inaccurate balls, um, making a few bad decisions. He's saving them with some some clutch running, you know, scrambling kind of kind of running. But this doesn't seem like the Buffalo offense of the first few weeks of the season. Um, and so I, I kind of agree. I like the Bengals here. A point getting the points is gravy. Um, it'll be a great game to watch. Uh, that's for sure. Yeah, that's that's what I'm hoping for. Just as a, as, a, as a neutral, I think. I mean, if I can stay up that late, I, I would really enjoy this one. John, you're a grown-ass man. You can stay up as late as you want. Okay? Nobody tells me to go to bed, Kieran. Absolutely. <laughs> um, uh, just to remind everyone to keep an eye on the website uh, for loads of special offers. I believe we're doing a bet five, get five on the game we mentioned earlier, um, which is the Patriots game, the uh, Miami Dolphins at New England Patriots. It's bet five pounds by Biller. And get a five pound free bet. There will be terms and conditions of that promo in the description of this podcast. Um, last game that before you guys kind of uh, freewheel it down the hill is Steelers at Ravens 11 to 8 uh, about the Pittsburgh Steelers Baltimore Ravens are 6 to 10 three points spread 36 is the over under you know what kind of figured out as I was looking towards this game we are at what week 17 yeah um, I have not watched a single Pittsburgh Steelers game this season you've done yourself a favour there Karen, to I think it, <laughs> just, and I don't think I've been involved and I mean, I have bet on every Sunday on uh, red zone, six o'clock games, half nine games, such like that. I, I can't think of me ever tuning into a Steelers game, um, thinking I've something on this. And it's seasons. not like it's not like the high scoring Steelers. I, know. Red I mean, I've 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 been involved in two Houston Texan games. So <laughs> let me let me be clear here. Um, but yeah, uh, Raven, <laughs> watch watch another one, and they'll offer you the head coaching job. <laughs> uh, John, you you obviously watch the Steelers quite a bit with Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Uh, both of these sides, Baltimore Ravens, mm-hmm. is, is Ravens really is if theirs for the taking at this stage. Well, this is an interesting one as well because uh, just reading about it yesterday, there's somebody quoted as a 50% chance whether or not Lamar Jackson plays, and I think that's going to directly affect how you have to look at this game. So, um, with, you know, having when, when things like that are happening, you have to. This isn't a game, so we're recording. This, we we say this frequently in situations like this. We're recording this on Wednesday morning. Don't make your your uh, your bet on this until you know who's starting a quarterback for the Ravens. I think it's even as easy as going. I think the over/under in this one is 36, which is a low, uh, a very, very low one on the, on the on the schedule this week. So I honestly think it's as easy as saying that if Lamar plays, go over, and if Lamar doesn't play, go under, because 
the Steelers defense is it's what's it's their it's the best aspect of their team for sure. They started the season horribly, and that sort of coincided with TJ Watt getting going out injured, and he came back and all of a sudden showed why he is one of the best defensive players in the league. And uh, he, he will significantly have a good, assuming he's fit this week, of course. But uh, he, he, if if he's going up there against Huntley, you'd imagine that the Steelers' defense can can shut them down because the Ravens' offense is so Lamar centric and and it's so run heavy. And TJ Watt and, and some of the other guys in that in the Steelers kind of the linebacker core and things like that, they're excellent at shutting down a run game. So. Yeah, look at whether or not Lamar was playing in this one, and 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 make your bets dependent on that. What was interest? What was interesting against Atlanta was that they actually ran Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins twenty three times mm-hmm. for one hundred and fifty eight yards. You know, so what they needed in that game was for Huntley to to pass effectively. Exactly, yeah. and they didn't. They didn't get it. Um, people criticized their receiving core outside of Mark Edwards. Nobody's really stepped up to be consistent. I mean, I look at that game, th- that game against Atlanta, 17-9, and I look at Pitts- at Pittsburgh's game um, against Vegas, 13-10. Um, I consider that virtually every game between the Ravens and the Steelers ends in three, a three-point game. <laughs> Traditionally, it's almost yeah. a, it's almost a requirement. Um, so I, I tend to I tend to Baltimore in this one, although the pressure of Mike Tomlin never having had a losing season. If yeah. they win, if they win this one, they can keep that one alive. Um, I, I think I agree with you completely. If if, if uh, Huntley's there, I probably go go under thirty six in this one. I, I see it as kind of a you know nineteen seventeen would be uh, probably about right, and you and you'd you'd get a push, but but likely lower than that. Okay, I'll let you guys think about your best bets. Uh, a reminder, everyone, that mine won last weekend. <laughs> um, and uh, reminder- yeah, here I was last week. I jumped in on the 31 point over under, 31.5 over under. Yeah. Did yeah. you watch any of that game? Well, it was on the bits that were on red zone. It didn't look like it was ever going to go over, to be well, honest. Well, it was 17 10, and New Orleans had the ball first and goal. Um, or maybe just outside first and goal, like the twelve yard line or something like that, and they threw four complete consecutive incomplete passes. And I'm thinking, one touchdown, just give me the touchdown. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care what happens in overtime. Give me the touchdown, and I win. Yeah. And I could couldn't yeah. get it. So there yeah, we go. Not the worst. Um, a reminder uh, that the Premier League is back, which is great for us Spurs fans. Yay, yay, they're going to ruin Christmas. Um, and then <laughs> football only better is back as well. The guys previewed all the games taking place on 26th, 27th uh, last weekend. Um, and they'll be uh, looking ahead to the New Year's Day round of fixtures. Um, I believe they are recording that on Friday. I should look into that because I am recording it for them, so I should really know. Uh, Racing Only Better is also back um, on third. I think Thursday, actually. Or Friday. It's one of those days. Consult your calendar when it comes out. Uh, Racing Only Better is also back as well. Um, and we're here all the time because we're here today and we're here next Wednesday to preview the last round of games in the regular season. And then the real, real fun starts when the playoffs begin, gentlemen. So you're going to have to really, really up your game for the playoffs as well, John. Better jumper. Uh, you know, we, we said that's a good jumper, but you know, I should, it should be noted, by the way, to our to our dear listeners, on this, that Kieran texted one of our WhatsApp groups to say that he enjoyed a film he watched during Christmas during the recording of this show. <laughs> <laughs> that's how much he listens to you and I, Mike. He's, no, texting, no, no, no. he's texting our friends, going, "Yeah, that bunch is going to share I've listened. I've listened to. <laughs> I've listened like to a seconds. couple. Yeah, I've listened to a couple of podcasts where it's obvious the host 
has no idea what his guest is saying. He's so is it, busy is it trying to only better. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to so desperately to get in what he's prepared that he doesn't. If if the guy says it, he still repeats what he's prepared. Um, you know, it, it gets embarrassing after a while. Um, ouch. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> for the record, I don't do that. I listen to what both of you say. Uh, I do have some prepared I notes do, as always. You I do. do. That's why I. I, I was doing years ago. I was doing one for BBC Radio. I was sitting in for the normal host, and I was doing an interview. And it was with a doc. It was some injury question, and um, the producer gave me a list of questions to ask. So I asked the first one. I asked the second one. And the guy answered the third one and the second answer. So I skipped over to the fourth one. And after the show was over, he said, "That's amazing." I said, "What?" He said, "Well, you didn't ask the third question." Um, I said, "Well, no, the guy answered it. Why would I? Why would I ask?" He said. The guy you replaced for the weekend would have asked the third question. <laughs> I said, okay, well, bring me in more often than they didn't. Um, okay, let's get to your best bets of the weekend. Um, John, I'm going to let you go first because it's Christmas. Thanks, Kieran. Thanks, Kieran. I'm looking at the um, the Battle of Los Angeles this weekend. Uh, Rams at Chargers, I think. Um, now, listen, the Rams are looking a bit better. They're looking... Pretty good under Baker Mayfield last couple of weeks, particularly okay. last okay. last weekend. Put your job away. If you look in the if you look in the stats, there since he's been a starter, they're a top ten offense in the league. And now that's you know that's probably cherry picking stats a little bit, but they're in terms of scoring uh, points on the board, they're a top ten in the league since he's since he's joined the team. Um, so with that said, and the Chargers, obviously, Kieran, you're you're. I mean, maybe not so now. Like you were quite dependent on the Chargers for your fantasy football teams. You've always you've had a little bit of interest in them so Don't far this year. Don't lift the hail on me. Don't lift yeah. the hail on me. Let me but be I, serious. I, but I, I do, do like know, the Chargers. I do know that you like the Chargers a little bit, and they're a team obviously with an outstanding quarterback and, and Eckler and things like this. They have had their issues this season with injuries, and they should probably have had a better season than they've had. And I mm-hmm. assume they would have if they didn't have so many injuries all across the board, really. Um, but I think this is a game that is a good candidate to go for what I think is kind of a low over-under for these two teams, which would be 40.5. So I'm looking over 40 and a half here for uh, the Rams at the Chargers. The, uh, it's the funny, his- I had that on my list as well. Oh, well, it's the historical L.A. Derby, of course. It's been going yeah. back for two, three years now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, like, who it, you, got? you know, what else is interesting is that late Sunday's late games, the four games are all really good games. Um, this is going to be a great red zone because, you know, four games is good, just enough so you can see a lot of the game, you know, on, on red zone. Yeah. We already talked about Minnesota and Green Bay. John just did the radio. And to tell you the truth, the Rams are getting six and a half and they're 23 to 10 straight up. You know, I, this is another one where I might just take a flutter on the Rams straight up um, to to get the upset at better than two to one. That that seems to me like worth, you know, worth a small bet just, just for, say, the other two were the ones that interested me the most. Um, Seattle's getting a point and a half at home against the Jets in the Geno Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, I just have this feeling Gino may up his game again. He's another guy that's fallen down. So, you know, he had a great start to the season. Team's kind of figured out what he's going to do. I'm going to hold off on that one, though, because Tyler Lockett may, may, may or may not be back. If Lockett was back, I would I would take Seattle. In the, I still might, but I, I wouldn't give it as a best bet. I'm taking San Francisco, giving six to Vegas. I don't see anything in San Francisco's game that would, you know, would suggest after what they did to Washington that they're going to slip back and and not 
not do it um even though they're in vegas and not not at home so that's that's my best best bet is san francisco all is not good in that vegas locker room you can kind of tell that as well yeah Uh, some players coming out i you may have seen uh my reaction while you were talking that seattle thing of kind of like uh feeling like i was getting hurt because seattle is my best bet so i'm glad you stayed away from it um well, they're I want half credit home. then. If yours is right and mine's wrong, I want the half credit. They're at home and they're getting points. Yeah, um, against the Jets, the Jets people. Have yeah, and even, even even with Mike White back, uh, you know, I don't see that making a, that big that much of a difference uh, to the team. And yeah, Tyler Locks there, but they've hopefully Locker place. They've got TK Metcalf. They've got a run game going. I mean, they're, they're not superstars. We know we know they've got a limited enough team, but. But but uh, they are doing all right. So that's that's my best bet. And hopefully all three win, Jensen. We're back here next year. All but if all three it is next yeah. year, isn't it? I didn't even think about yeah, that. If if all three if all three win, somebody in the Denver organization will give us all huge contracts. The angel gets his wings <laughs> if all three win. That's how it works. <laughs> uh, my thanks to John Bav and for Mike Harrison, both of whom kind of got out of their sick beds to join you this morning uh, to run through all the games. A reminder to please do gamble responsibly. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of your Christmas and your new year. We're back next Wednesday for the last uh-huh. game of the season. Mike, what do you want to say? There, there are them that would say my bed is always a sick bed. Well, that's really creepy, dude. <laughs> it really, it really is. Have a happy new year, guys, happy and all new of year you listening. Awesome. Happy new year, and we will see you next week. Bye for now. <laughs>